America, Washington, D.C., signing on. And welcome to another episode of Radio Contra. Back on the air, coming at you after a little bit of a time off, a vacation that was much needed, a little time with the family, and a little time to get some things sorted out because we've been going at it very hard and heavy, uh, as longtime listeners know. And man, sometimes you just have to take a step back. Uh, personally, it has been a very, very difficult year. Um, it has been, uh, one that I've worked very, very hard during and, uh, and, and all of you have too, and been going at hard, been, uh, a lot, putting in a lot of time on the road, a lot of time traveling, a lot of time doing a lot of things. And, you know, you have to give back. You have to give back to your family. You have to give back a little bit of time for yourself. And so that was that week to do that. Uh, of course, I never truly take a lot of time off. Of course, I am observing things from afar and watching and, of course, uh, digesting the news of the day because we have to do that as informed and educated observers, and man, oh man, has there been a lot of news, or what? Has there been a lot that has been coming out, has been exposed, and really, uh, the power structure has been exposing itself, really, in in ever more interesting ways and we're going to be talking about that in this episode and kind of where i think things are going a little bit of predictive analysis and you can tell all your friends you heard it first here you heard it first on radio contra because that's what we do uh we are not even tomorrow's news today we are next week's talking points today all right so, with that said, there's a couple of out, uh, admin notes that I need to put out out there to all of you. One is kind of a disappointing one, uh, and I have not put this up yet on the training calendar and on Brush Speeder, but I intend to do so, and I'm going to go a little deeper into it in the morning. But the scout course in Wyoming is postponed until next June. Okay, I know that there's a lot of you. My inbox has been flowing. Um, there was a scheduling conflict, and we, between myself and uh, my host out there, getting the range squared away, getting everything squared away, we were late on getting it on the calendar. They had a lot of moving pieces on their end. I did as well on mine. Hey, things happen. Okay, we were late getting it up on the calendar, and then other things happened. Life events happen. Stuff takes a priority, and um, that is going to have to be postponed. So to the folks who registered for that class, be on the lookout. There will be an email that's going to be sent to you. I'm going to be sending it out uh, just after this recording 
of this episode. So I'm going to be sending that out. You guys can decide what you want to do. If you cancel, cancel. Um, you know, full refund, so on and so forth. If you want to uh, secure your spot, I know June is a long ways away. So, you know, definitely it, it we're going to do what we're going to do. But I'm definitely going to make it right by you. Um, for all the folks who wanted to get in on that class and either, um, and, and believe me, I had a lot of emails uh, just in the past two weeks. I've had a lot of emails of people wanting to get into that class last minute. Okay, uh, so you get a little bit more time. Okay, you get a, well, a lot of bit more time. So um, well, we're going to be moving into next June. Contacted the folks out there. We definitely have the dates nailed down now. They are going to get put up. As we speak, they're going to get put up. Um, so it's we're going to approach this a, a little bit better than we did. Because, again, a lot of moving pieces on both ends. Schedule-wise, we were trying to hit a bullet with a bullet. And it just, things just weren't working. Um, so, you know, it, it, it seems like there, there's been a little bit too much of this going on this year. Uh, for me, personally. And, and you know... It, it, but sometimes things just work out that way. Again, it's been an extremely hard year on my end, uh, and and longtime listeners have have known there has been just not a moment uh, to spare where I haven't had about a dozen irons in the fire, and all of them extremely serious. Uh, so, you know, it, it, I appreciate everybody's patience. I appreciate everybody's. Um, you know, sticking with me through this and, you know, it, it, but it it really shows the quality of this community and the the quality of the, the larger training community of the, the pool of great folks out there who are committed to training. Uh, so that's going to be that. Okay. And, and that's kind of the disappointing news, but the good news is, the good news is, is that the schedule for 2023 is shaping up really well. Uh, the web store is in its final phase, and it's going to be launched. I am going to be taking a significant amount of time in the remainder of the year to really hammer that. All right, I've got t-shirt designs that I think everybody is going to be very excited about. The folks in the last RTO course certainly were very receptive to the three prototype designs, and I just about sold out of them. Uh, just about sold out of them. And, and that was the first three designs. I've got about 17 total, but um, they're going to be coming out in phases as, as I have the operating capital to put them out there. And, of course, all the other items that everybody knows and loves. The uh, Of course, all the field manuals. I still have a lot of those in stock. Um, the IR patches, and yes, yes, I've been catching some flack on this, uh, thanks to Mr. Joe Dolio, uh, been catching a little bit of flack on the book, hey, and my response was, if people quit dying or getting crazy illnesses or, you know, some other life calamity on this end, it seems like it was every week, um, you know, I would, uh, I would, I would have the book done by now, but it's about two thirds of the way there. And I'm going to be working very diligently on it. Got to add in a lot of photographs. But what I will say, great things do come to those who are patient. And that is going to be out sooner rather than later. Um, I am expecting to have it out before election season. So I will say that. Uh, I will say that. So bear with me. Uh, Got a lot of projects. Got a lot of very ambitious things on tap. And it is, of course, very, very good to have all of you along for the ride. You're making all of this possible. But uh, I do want to say one more thing before I move on to the news, the commentary, the breakdown of everything here. Radio Contra has over 8,500 subscribers now. And to me, you know, when, when I first started podcasting, when I first started self-hosting i figured that i was going to get censored i was going to get shut down i was going to get castigated because we live in that era we live in that era where wrong think especially political wrong think and activism real activism grassroots activism gets shut down 
It gets squelched. It gets shut down. It gets silenced uh, in the face of corporatocracy. And in spite of that, in spite of that, in spite of those those uh, fears, and beginning self-hosting with AmericanPartisan.org and uh, putting it up over there, which was limited at best. Uh, it, it worked, but it, it could have been better. It could always be better. And so moving to Podbean, having other folks who are very influential behind the scenes, very encouraging behind the scenes and, um, you know, told me, Hey, you should think about moving over here because this is one of the, the better hosts that are out there. This is one of the bigger hosts that is out there. It is the third biggest podcasting hosting platform in the world. And you should move over there and you should see, you know, just test the waters, see how it works. Look at where we are now. And I figured that if we got a hundred subscribers, we'd be doing good. Two years into this thing, we got 8,500, and it is not slowing down, not by a long shot. And we shot to the top of the charts. We shot to the top of the charts. We did that. All of us. All of us together on this ride. And uh, I am, I'm, I'm really, I can't express enough gratitude that we have that. And, you know, th- there's been calls to try and shut us down. You know, YouTube's tried to shut us down. Um, you know, they, they've pulled, they've made episodes disappear here and there. You know, we, we've been DDoSed, I've been doxxed, I've been harassed online, I've had, I, I've, I've dealt with it all. Um, both from, you know, militant leftists, they are what they are, man. They are what they are. I don't, they're not even, we're going to be talking about some of that in this episode, but, you know, they're not even really worth anybody's time when it comes to that. They're going to do what they're going to do. But I have had some people who are also in the Patriot quote unquote community that resorted to those methods as well. And it was absolutely piss poor. And the reason that they did it was because it was competition. The reason that they did it is they saw success. They saw the connection that you and I have that this audience has and they they were envious of that and they wanted to shut that down and they looked at their own businesses and they saw where they were failing and they saw that they could not emulate what we have and they tried to shut it down and i'm not naming names but it is what it is we're still here we're still standing the message is true if it's real people are going to find it if it's wholesome, they're going to take it to heart. If it's what people need to hear, they're going to react maybe negatively to it, but they'll appreciate it. And that's exactly where we are. 8,500 subscribers, well on our way to 10,000. And I'm going to do something real, real cool when we have 10,000 subscribers. Of course, um, you know, some of you are probably chuckling to yourselves and you're like, well, where is our intelligence briefs and some of our lessons from the farm? Hey, there's going to be more that are going to be coming up this week. Don't worry. I got a mountain of content. I've had things in, in the personal end, professional end of things that I've had to take care of. I've had to turn my attention elsewhere, but I'm going to be getting that content out there. Anyway, folks, uh, with all of that said, it um we are living in very very dangerous times um and i think that it really goes without saying that we are living in unprecedented times when it comes to politics when it comes to the social condition in which we are living. And it is very, very volatile times. Uh, you know, you have the, the spokesperson for the White House getting out on live TV during the White House press briefing and essentially saying that political opponents are quote-unquote fascist and this is following in the footsteps 
of the president going before a uh, what looked like a uh, uh, a school gym, high school gym. You know, a moderate crowd, not a huge crowd, but they, I mean, he can't really draw a big crowd, let's be honest. And saying that he doesn't respect these MAGA Republicans, these Make America Great Again Republicans. He doesn't respect them. He considers them semi-fascists. Well, semi-fascist is like being semi-pregnant. You either are or you ain't. Uh, see, it, it's, it's like saying, uh, capitalistic. There's no such thing. It's a made up word. Communistic. That's a made up word. You either are, or you aren't. Okay. There are elements that are required to be definitively a part of thus. Okay. Because words have meaning. Apparently words don't have meaning in today's society because people are no longer required to critically think. But words have meaning. And so when you're calling someone a fascist, fascist, of course, is in the American lexicon for a large number of reasons. And depending on your level of education, conjures several different images, most famously the monsters of of the Nazi regime. The uh, Italian fascists of, of Benito Mussolini, uh, the of course the Iron Guard of Romania, so on and so forth, it's fascism. But what is fascism exactly? So we understand that fascism is a a system of governance, and it is most commonly associated with national socialism. But what is that? Because again, words have meaning. Labels have to have meaning. And in America, to simply be a nationalist, to say that my nation is one to be loved, my nation is one to be respected, and that we are a nation of laws, and upholding those laws make us thus... And enjoying our way of life and our system of governance in this country makes us thus. Does that make one a fascist? I don't believe so. And it is very interesting. It's very interesting because traditionally the left, and the left is currently, to my knowledge, the left is the ones in power here in the United States. At least so they claim. Now, of course, they are the ones in power. That's not up for debate, at least politically, the illusion. They're up there. They are a part of the power structure. They are the outward manifestation of the power structure right now. And it's very interesting to analyze specifically what Joe Biden said. He respects the conservative Republicans. He respects... Those Republicans in D.C., but these MAGA Republicans, no, 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 hmm. that's very interesting because the MAGA Republicans, Make America Great Again Republicans, run on a cornerstone of removing the power structure that exists in D.C. Hmm. This is very interesting, and they do this all the while supporting overt Nazis in Ukraine. This is interesting as well. So if the political party in power currently, the Democrat Party, which has a deeply uh, rooted form of at least mild socialism, centrist-leaning socialism, state management, Fabian-style socialism, I don't think anybody out there could really argue against that. Okay, Most people would argue that, that it's actually more severe than that, and you wouldn't be wrong. But to say that the opposition party is a is a quote unquote fascist because we typically associate fascism with the right wing. Well, this is problematic for a number of reasons that are probably not ones you are familiar with, especially if you're coming from conservative schools of thought. 
The left in America, the real left, the Noam Chomsky's out there, the American anarchist movements, the American Communist Party, has called the United States a fascist dictatorship for a very long time now. Very long time. It's traditionally been one of their talking points. And now you have the political party in power, which represents the power structure out of D.C., calling its own opposition fascist. Well, that's very interesting. And so, if they're Fabian Socialist aligned, or at least they say they are, then we need to begin to understand their definitions behind words. So, being a student of conflict theory, sociology specifically, I drew on my educational experience to pull up definitions to gain a greater understanding here of exactly what they're trying to say. And so the Marxist definition of fascism is, and I quote, Fascism in power is the open, terroristic dictatorship of the most reactionary, the most chauvinistic, the most imperialistic elements of finance capitalism. It goes on. The historic function of fascism is to smash the working class, destroy its organizations, and stifle political liberties when the capitalists find themselves unable to govern and dominate with the help of democratic machinery. Leon Trotsky, fascism, what it is and how to fight it. This is very, very interesting. So this is coming from Leon Trotsky himself. Leon Trotsky, of course, highly influential communist, uh, got ran out of the, the early days of the USSR and hunted down in Mexico and later killed uh, by USSR agents. Very interesting. This is his definition. And this became the accepted definition among Marxist academics sociologists, uh, I'm repeating myself there, um, but everyone that considers themselves an anti-fascist. Well, this is very interesting. So if fascism is power in the open, okay, fascism in power is the open terroristic dictatorship. Well, terroristic dictatorship Let's look at the federal plea bargain rate. It's roughly 92% as of 2022. In fact, the FBI has been used in most cases simply as an intimidation tool. The investigative ability of the FBI is greatly diminished. And we know that, that federal agencies as a whole are being called on the carpet right now for their lack of transparency, their going after of political opponents, uh, most notably the rating of Mar-a-Lago. Uh, but there have been others, and there's going to be more course we have the current new york governor telling republicans to leave her state and go to florida we have people being removed from crowds in arizona we have lack of any political opposition whatsoever in california we have political candidates being locked up on the republican side I would say that a very serious movement towards a terroristic dictatorship on part of the Democrats is actually occurring. And yes, it is reactionary. It is quite reactionary on their part because they fear the Make, a Gr Make America Great Again movement because it is a grassroots movement, because it is a populist movement, because it is one made up of the genuine working class in America. It is transracial. It is trans boundaries. It is people simply saying that, yes, this is the greatest country in the world because we have made it thus and we're tired of being jerked around and they are doing everything in their power to shut that down. Everything in their power to shut that down. Including earlier today, and I put this up on Twitter, and you can follow me on Twitter, Brushbeater Actual, at Brushbeater and you will find me. Uh, but 
I'm going to be putting this up on AmericanPartisan.org as well. In Richmond, Texas, Richmond, Texas, you have armed guys, goons. Can we say that? Can we say that, goons? Yeah, I can say it because it's my podcast. I believe in freedom of speech. You've got armed guys blocking off entrance to a transgender uh, party that's going on and stifling the people there's uh, ability to protest it. Okay. Not good. Not good at all. People have the ability to protest things, and this is something that the left previously prided itself upon. Yes? Yes or no? So, you have armed intimidation. You have terroristic dictatorship. There can be no argument thus. It is reactionary. It's reactionary to genuine grassroots movement. To the actual working class. Not the phony working class. Not the baristas that are complaining about having a job online. And being so self-important and tone deaf. That they're dismissive of anyone else who actually has real stressful jobs. Yeah, yeah. The most chauvinistic... Ah, but chauvinism, of course, we equate with the castigation of women. But the irony is, is that we actually have that in reverse now. And a very strong case can be made for that. Yes, the most imperialistic elements of finance capitalism. Well, hmm, very interesting. The predatory loan industry that has infested itself and married itself at the hip to the university system has now secured its own bailout. That's exactly what's going to happen. That's exactly what has happened. The student loan industry, the banks that have unscrupulously loaned students these monies knowing that they are never going to get them back and that these students are now these hapless students who are too stupid to save their own souls who have worthless degrees no hope of getting a job other than being a barista and then getting on twitter and crying about it will never be able to pay these off it is permanent debt slavery and now it is subsidized by the remnants of the middle class here in the United States. That is exactly what just happened. That is economic imperialism. Ukraine. Burisma. 10% to the big guy. That is economic. Imperialism. That is the most imperialistic element. Of finance capitalism. I go on. The historic function of fascism is to smash the working class, to destroy its organizations, and stifle political liberties when the capitalists find themselves unable to govern and dominate with the help of democratic machinery. Where have we heard something similar to this? Why, Mark Zuckerberg, who was just on... With Joe Rogan last week making a not-so-stunning disclosure that the FBI approached him to suppress and censor all mentions of the Hunter Biden laptop story because it would hurt Joe Biden. That's right. And so we know now, something I've been saying all along, that censorship is absolutely happening on the social media platforms, but further, there is full cooperation and marriage between the social media platforms themselves and the federal government. They influence the election. How many other elections have they influenced? The thing is, they know damn well they've done it. And they have lied to your face over and over and over again. Smashing the working class. They are literally making, and when I say they, the World Economic Forum, Davos, etc., 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 have quite literally made living unaffordable across Europe. 
Winter is coming and it's coming quickly for them. And they're going to do so here in the United States as well. Look at our inflation rate. Look at the fuel prices. Look at their tone deafness when they say, well, you have people like Pete Buttigieg who can simply say, we'll go buy an electric car. And you know what? We'll give you a $7,000 tax credit to buy one. And of course, the makers of the EVs jack the price up $6,800. It's a bait and switch. Where's that $7,000 tax credit even going? Who's providing the energy, by the way? Where is this energy even coming from? Does anybody know? What's well, certainly not coming from the power plants. They're going to shut all those down. It's not coming from the sun because we don't have enough of it. Okay, We don't have enough energy to go around. So what are they going to do? The next phase of this is going to be mass transit everywhere. Oh, and if you don't have mass transit, well, you simply cannot afford to live. All you simple rubes out in our countryside as we have generationally and incrementally broken up your farms to make you less and less productive and you'll sell out to us which was accelerated greatly in the post-world war ii era family farms collapsed this is exactly what they are doing and they have destroyed the working class for that and they're going to keep you in economic slavery for that Smash the working class. Destroy its organizations. Destroy its organizations in its infancy. I shall add to Leon Trotsky's words here. In its infancy, you have no ability to further organize, and you will not further organize. For every organization suffers the same fear. Who's the informant? How can I trust you? Because nothing is any longer locally based. Stifling political liberties. We've already seen that. We've already seen that. We're going to continue to see that. And I think that the audacity of the White House mouthpiece, who is a failure by every metric. You cannot tell me with a straight face this was the smartest person they could pick for the job. I do not care about her skin color. I do not care about her sexual orientation. I simply demand competency. I do not care about political party. I do not really even care what comes out of her mouth as long as it sounds competent. No one with a straight face can say that. That anything that this woman says sounds competent. Or it sounds like any of them are in charge. She's reciting talking points. And when she gets called on the carpet, she looks away, looks down, shuffles her papers, and smiles. This is buffoonery. They have stifled political liberties. And when someone like this mouthpiece gets up there and says... Well, they, they're trying to undermine our democracy. Who is, who is our? I am included in that. Every American is included in that. And we don't live in a direct democracy, by the way. We live in a republic. We live in a republic. Or did you miss that? Or did you just choose to skip out that day? Or they just patch over, paste over, paint over your test scores. Oh, I forgot. You didn't learn civics. You learned social studies. But finally, when the capitalists find themselves unable to govern and dominate with the help of democratic machinery. That's exactly what they've done here. Censor stories. Let's shut down any argument. That's exactly what they've done. So it is very interesting to me that this party in power, this Democrat party, which has put an excise tax on breathing, is gaslighting, making well over half of the voting populace in America a non-issue simply by eliminating their ability to, to vote squelching their voice 
stifling political dissent. By their own metric, the pseudo-left party in America, the Democrat Party, which really is nothing of the sort, and I think we've made a pretty good case for that thus far, is looking awful fascist, is it not? Very interesting that the day of Joe Biden's installation as president, we saw more American flags at the Capitol. We didn't see any people there, of course, but we saw more American flags at the Capitol than ever before. American flags everywhere. Ramming that message of nationalism down everybody's throat. Why? Because it was a reaffirmation of power. That power in the open. That terroristic dictatorship of the most reactionary. Reactionary to you. To you. Because we shut you down. We took away your rights. And we did it in the open. Friends, that's fascism. That's fascism, plain and simple. We cannot say that this is freedom. That is fascism. With all that said, a very strong case can be made at this point that we have nothing of the sort really occurring on the right at all. It's a very interesting position that we find ourselves. And going on a little bit, the Encyclopedia of Marxism, which I have here, defines fascism as a right-wing fiercely nationalist, subjectivist in philosophy, and totalitarian in practice, uh, and identifies it as an extreme reactionary form of capitalist government. Well, you know, when we look at the industries that have, quote-unquote, profiteered off of these pseudo-left-wing things that have occurred in the past, oh, let's just use the past two years, as a frame of reference, a very strong case can be made that it's not left-wing at all. Not at all. Now, I'm not going to muddy the definitions here or there. We'll just leave them be, okay? We'll say that conservatism in America wants to keep America what it is because a strong America is a good America and it's a beneficial America for everyone. The America that they envision is an absolute living hell. Look at New York, look at Los Angeles, hell, look at California, look at Atlanta, look at Chicago. These places are absolute hell. Nobody wants to live there. Nobody should have to live there. Subjectivist in philosophy. This is very interesting because what you experience on the left here in America is a constant shifting of goalposts. They never tell you exactly what they believe, but they will crush every ounce of dissent. Libs of TikTok, silenced, frozen out of Twitter, just after they were frozen out of Facebook. Yeah. Two of the biggest social media companies in the world in bed with the United States government. Substantial evidence proving this point. And they are shutting down any sort of dissent. So it also here goes into nine traditional uh, characteristics of fascism. And the first, right wing fascisms are, or uh, fascisms. Fascists are fervently against Marxism, socialism, anarchism, communism, environmentalism, etc. In essence, they are against the progressive left in total, including moderate left, social democrats, etc. Fascism is an extreme right-wing ideology, though it can be opportunistic. Uh, so, of course, we should absolutely be against Marxism, because I think that if, if Karl Marx had seen the end goal of Marxism, he would have been against it as well. He didn't have the foresight to be able to do that. Uh, it absolutely led to complete hell. Now, of course, contemporary Marxists will say, well, Marxism has never actually been tried. Yeah, actually, real Marxism has been tried, and it, the same pitfall repeats over and over again. That's why we really ought to not do it. All right? Doesn't work. 
because it has a fundamental flaw of the human condition. Socialism. Let's take your stuff and make it everybody's stuff. That's what socialism is. Yeah, I'm against that. What's mine is mine. I made it. I did that. No, Obama, you were wrong. I did that. Anarchism. Yep, absolutely 100% against that. You know, anarchism, do do what thou wilt. No, nope, no way. All right. I know that there's, there's a conservative streak of anarchism out there, the so-called anarcho-capitalists or whatever. Yeah, no. Um, we'll save that one for another day, but nope. Uh, communism, of course, absolutely against communism. Um, no, you know, it, 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 again, it doesn't work. It always leads to one end state and it ain't freedom. Okay. When they say that it's liberation theology, they're selling you a line of crap. That's not what it is at all. You don't end up free. You end up in a camp. You end up in one camp or the other. You either labor voluntarily or you end up laboring uh, forced until you die. Environmentalism. Well, you know, look at California. Look at how that's working out. Nobody wants to pollute environment. Of course, there's also such a thing as environmental fascists, too, um, which is kind of very interesting. Uh, Brendan Tarrant, the guy that shot up the Christchurch mosque, was one of these. Um, so it, it, it's a thing, okay? Uh, so I would say that this characteristic here, this first characteristic kind of second one, nationalism. Well, we already established that the Biden regime is really bending over backwards to appear fiercely nationalistic. Uh, the Democrats in total are trying to do that. And it's really coming off tone deaf here domestically in the United States internationally i'm going to tell you right now it's falling flat and it's falling flat hard um long-time allies are backing away from us but again that's another episode for another day hierarchy uh, fascist society is always ruled by a righteous leader who is supported by an elite secret vanguard of capitalists huh well we've never seen this before have we yeah i already covered this I already talked about this. It's exactly what it is. It's the power elite. It's the kleptocracy. It's very evident that Biden is nothing more than a puppet for the SES ring that is actually running things in Washington. Donald Trump dismissed these people. He should have fired them. Anti-equality. Fascism loathes the principles of economic equality and disdains equality between immigrant and citizen. Well, the, the definition of immigrant means that somebody lawfully came to your country. Okay, and that also implies that there are borders. So this one is problematic, too, because do we even have a southern border anymore? Does anybody know? Um, asking for a friend here. Okay. So, um, as far as anti-equality, well, you have the president of the United States getting out there and saying that a large segment of the voter base in this country are not equal. We're not equal and we're not as good as him and our opinions are not valid. They've been very dismissive and arrogant to us, towards us since day one. Five religious Fascism contains a strong amount of reactionary religious beliefs hearkening back to times when religion was strict, potent, and pure. Nearly all fascist societies are Christian. That is not true. Uh, that is not true, and that is not true, significantly not true, but this is a Western European definition, so we'll just run with it. And are supported by Catholic and Protestant churches. Well... You have a lot of Protestant churches right now that have drag queens and pride events and uh, taking up for minor attracted persons out there. So I would say maybe, maybe the opposite is true here. Capitalist fascism does not require revolution to exist in a capitalist society. Huh. 
So they don't need a revolution to take power. They can be elected. Well, they can be installed also. Uh, their disdain for elections usually means manipulation of the electoral system. Hmm. Is this sounding familiar? Um, they view parliamentary and congressional systems of government to be inefficient and weak. Well, uh, you, you know, uh, I, I just wish the Congress would just do their job. Hmm. Where have we heard this before? Hmm. They will do their best to minimize its power over their policy agenda. Fascism exists, exhibits the worst kind of capitalism where corporate power is absolute and all vestiges of workers' rights are destroyed. Yep. We're there. We're already there. War. Fascism is capitalism at the stage of impotent imperialism. War can create markets that would not otherwise exist by wreaking massive devastation on a society which then requires reconstruction. Fascism can liberate the survivors, provide huge loans to that society, so fascist corporations can begin the process of rebuilding. Ukraine? Is anyone paying attention? Voluntarist ideology. Voluntarist ideology, this one is incorrect because it's tied at the hip to anarchism. Okay, so fascism and voluntarism are not the same at all. Fascism is not based on voluntarism. So this definition is uh, fascism does not have any elements of voluntarism. So this is what I mean to say. This is all wrong here because fascism is a belief in compulsory service. Uh, so it, it's that's, that's wrong. But uh, going with their own definition here, um, it, of, of voluntarist ideology, they believe that an act of will, if sufficiently powerful, can make something true. Oh, so if you will it to be, then it is thus. Hmm. So say if a woman wants to become a man or a man wants to become a woman or you have to call me whatever I will myself to be because I say it is thus. Voluntarism. Hmm. Okay, uh, so that fits in today's society. And then finally, anti-modern. Fascism loathes all kinds of modernism, especially creativity in the arts, whether acting as a mirror for life, where it does not conform to the fascist ideal, or expressing deviant or innovative points of view. Hmm. Well, they're really making a strong case for the party in power right now, aren't they? I think that this is pretty, uh, personally, this is pretty disturbing. But, but, with that said, we can only concern ourselves with the stasis of things. So, we're very effective in pointing out that we are certainly on that model. We are on a model of totalitarianism, however you wish to label it. I do label this administration as fascist. They're calling their adversaries what they in fact are, whether they know this or not. And I'm not willing to give them enough credit to where they, they actively understand what they're doing, because that would imply that they're intelligent and they have a forethought behind what they're doing. I don't contend that they are. I have not seen much else other than hubris be exhibited from these people. Um, they live in their own little bubble there in D.C. And that's how they exist. That's what they do. But furthermore, more to the point, more importantly, I should say, what are they going to do about it? What's going to be the next step? Well, we do know that they are in bed with World Economic Forum, Davos, so on and so forth. That much is really not debatable, okay? We know that these things are a fact. But what are they going to do? The goal is to get all of us off of our property, to eliminate 
property and thereby eliminate competition at the corporate level because that's really what they're aiming for. You'll own nothing and love it, right? You'll own nothing and love it. You'll never be able to compete with us. We will have all the property and you will have nothing and you will love it because you will tell us that you love it because if you don't tell us that you love it with your false sense of hegemony, will kill you. That's what they're gunning for. How are they going to do that? So there's so many people, the reactionaries that say, well, no, they, they ain't. they're not going to get me off my land. Well, they're going to simply price you out. They're going to simply attempt to starve you out. And when none of that works, they're going to use force to push everyone into their little bubbles, their little hovels, their little urban enclave hell holes into permanent serfdom. And how are they going to do that? What's going to get the ball rolling? So we already know that in America, the political left, the pseudo-political left in this country, the left hand of the fascist dictatorship that is the senior executive service, that is the Politburo actually running things behind the scenes, the shadow governance in this country. The veil's been ripped back, by the way. It's there. It's not up for debate, folks. What are they going to do next? A very interesting and very old clause exists, and it goes back to the early days of America and the golden age of piracy. And it's called a letter of mark and reprisal. What is a letter of mark? Well, first and foremost, it is a power enumerated to Congress in Article 1 of the Constitution of the United States. And it is essentially, for lack of a deeper explanation a legalization of privateering labeling an entire group of people apostate and declaring war on them and legalizing the theft and taking of their property because they stand in the way as enemies of the state it's in the constitution it's in article one that is a power that Congress has. When they are saying to you, when the message out of D.C. is clear, that these MAGA Republicans are terrorists, that these MAGA Republicans are fascists, that these MAGA Republicans are all the bad things incarnate, what do you think their next step's going to be? Why did they hire 87,000 armed IRS agents? What are they expecting? Why are they raising a private army on our dime, by the way? Why did they do that? Because they are going to use a letter of mark and reprisal to come after you and I, to legalize the theft and the taking of our property. That's how they're going to forcibly relocate people. That's the framework that they are going to use. By the way, it's of note, February of 2022, House Bill H.R. 6869 was introduced, and if passed, it would authorize the president to issue letters of mark and reprisal in relation to the 2022 Russian invasion of Ukraine. That was back in February. The legal framework is there. And who's been in control of the House all this time? They're thinking about it. That's right. Folks, you better get ready for a fight. You know, when I started doing all this, when I got into blogging and then uh, with American Partisan and got into training. I do this not because this is just something to do. 
All right. I don't do this because I don't have anything else that I could be doing. I already led a, a successful career in the military. I had a successful career in academia that I left way too early. It was incompatible. It wasn't right for me. And I got into this. I got into doing this stuff because I saw the writing on the wall. That's exactly what's happening. This is a warning to you. If you haven't taken any of this stuff seriously, or you've listened to these podcasts, you've listened to my podcast and those of other people, my contemporaries out there, and you've listened to us only out of entertainment value. I'm asking you now, please take this more seriously. They are telegraphing intent right here, and they are telling you what they are about to do. And believe me, when they do it, they're going to make every case to the normies that are left out there, if there are any left, but certainly to placate their own base, who are idiots, that it's all perfectly legal, that it's even constitutional. They're going to do this. You need to best prepare yourselves. You need to get ready for that day. And that day is coming sooner rather than later. You've got a looming energy crisis that is a month out in Europe. One month out. They don't know how they're going to heat their homes this winter. You don't think that's going to be a problem? You don't think NATO, a real question of NATO dissolution is going to be on the table? Meanwhile, you've got the Prime Minister of Finland dancing. As if that even matters. That's what you get when you elect a child. Folks, take it seriously. Get yourselves ready. Check the training calendar out. Brushfeeder.org slash training calendar. Brushfeeder.org slash training calendar. Get up with me. Follow me on Twitter at Brushfeeder. Brushfeeder Actual. And, of course, AmericanPartisan.org, your source for news and daily links and original content that is up on there. Quick shout out to our show sponsors, Joe Dolio, Tactical Wisdom Series. Joe Dolio, very good friend of mine and a hoot to knock back a little bit of Jameson with his now four volume set of tactical wisdom. If you don't have those books yet, you absolutely friggin' need to get that squared away right now. Right now, do not delay. And you can find those on Amazon. I occasionally put links up on AmericanPartisan.org. Civil Defense Manual, Jack Lawson's two-volume set. I, of course, wrote the communications chapter in that book, and you need those as well. If there was ever one manual to put it all together, how to stand up a neighborhood protection team written by bona fide certified experts in their respective fields. This is the manual to get. And finally, my friends over at Blacksmith Publishing, two Special Forces legends, Mr. Paul LeFevre and Mike Blackburn, they co-wrote the U.S. Army Small Unit Tactics Handbook for the Special Forces Qualification Course. I don't know what more bona fides you need than that, but they've got a heck of a lot of other really good books as well. Definitely go check them out. Folks, seriously, if you are just coming around to preparedness, I wanted this episode to give you the framework, the mindset, to understand that there is a very serious threat to this country right now. The domestic enemies, and I do not use that term lightly, the domestic enemies are telling you that half the population of this country is not even worthy of breathing the same air as them. They're not going to change. And what's even more scary is that the other half of the population in this country agrees with them. Even tepidly agrees with them. You have to be ready for that. You have to be ready for these moments where they are going to exercise violence. It's coming your way and it's coming sooner rather than later. This winter is going to be pivotal. Take every moment that you have. Get yourself squared away. Get your soul squared away. Never get caught slipping. God bless all of you. 
I will talk to you again very, very soon. This is the Commandante of the Mossy Oak Militia here in eastern Appalachistan, coming at you live from the guerrilla camp. This is NC Scout, out. Back away!